Welcome, Welcome back to Kill the Lights, Kill the Lights. more, more than, than just an athlete. athlete. I'm your I'm host, your Chad, Chad Hall, Hall, and today and I am joined by women's tennis player at Piedmont University, Abby Graceman. I'm doing good, how are you? Day by day, follow along, minute by minute. So we're going to start it off with probably the basis, the baseline question of why did you choose to come to Piedmont? So I was looking at a couple schools. Um, I was torn in the very end, like before I committed somewhere. It was between here. It was between Piedmont and Huntingdon. And basically, I really kind of not felt a connection to Piedmont, but something about it reminded me of home. And I think it was the people, honestly, all the girls on the team that I met. And um, Trey, obviously, was really nice. He's the head coach. Mm -hmm. Um, and the fact that it was so small, it reminded me of my hometown because I grew up in a small town. So I think I ended up coming here because it gave me a sense of home, away from home. Sure. And are you from Georgia originally? I am. I'm from a small town in South Georgia. It's called Covington, Georgia. Oh, no yeah. one's ever heard of it. So That's like what, outside of Valdosta, Tifton, one of the two? It's about an hour southeast of Atlanta. So I guess it's really not that South Georgia, but. Okay. I was thinking the wrong place. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, that's, I mean, I think a lot of people can attest to the homey feeling of Piedmont, right? So, and all the athletes on campus, I mean, you get to meet your teammates, you get to come in and I think it's, it's one of the better things about Piedmont. But I mean, the fact that you were considering Huntingdon (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's rough. <laughs> don't ask don't ask why, okay. I mean the coach is really nice, but I'm needless to say I'm very glad that I chose Piedmont in the end of that. And we're glad you're here. I mean, <laughs> you're what, a three time, two time champion, conference champion? We've won the conference twice back to back so far. We're going for okay. our third win this year, so yeah, and you have a USA South ring and a CCS ring, correct? I do, yeah. I was How lucky enough that? to be still in the USA South era right before we changed over to CCS. So Yeah, it's a, it's a weird time, and there's a lot of stuff going on with the CCS and all that. But, Abby Grace, we're going to talk about after athletics. I know you said it's something that you're not really too sure of. you got another semester to go, right? Or are you doing another year? I just have this next semester. I've been going back and forth about grad school, but I mean, the clock is ticking pretty much, you know, I yeah. need to kind of figure it out. But. Trust me, I'm right there with you. And it's, uh, it's scary the more you start to think about it. But have you begun thinking about a career path after athletics? I have, yeah. Obviously, I don't want to like play professional tennis, um, sure. but I do want to keep playing tennis in the future. I want to be one of those old ladies like I want to be in my 80s going out there with my tennis racket and my visor on love it yeah put the walker on the bench for a match or two you know maybe join a a a league for fun or something like that yeah but are you are you just mass or you sports I'm doubling your double mass and sports communications yes okay cool so when are you interested in staying involved in the sports world after graduation, or are you thinking more of like the mass communication side of your major? So sports would be ideal um, if I had to pick one. Obviously, I feel like anyone would say this. You know, going into a sports job would just be a lot of fun, and it would right. be really cool. And especially if you're into sports and athletics. Um, but I feel like it's going to be easier, like fresh out of graduation, to probably just go ahead and get a journalism position or, sure. 
you know, something more mass comm and less sports focused. I actually just attended a convention this week and I really got slapped in the face with how competitive the sports industry is and oh, yeah. how tough it is, especially fresh out of college to get a job in that field. So that's kind of something that I would like to work up to okay. and hopefully achieve or obtain someday. But if, you know, I just get a mask on position somewhere. I'd be cool with that. Yeah, and I mean, I think the entry-level positions for mass communications are more readily available, I think. Um, but, I mean, that's a great place to start. I mean, you get to really hone in on your writing skills, and you get to practice that day after day. And then that can really set you up for the sports world, too, because, I mean, no matter what, if you're in communications, you got to write. Absolutely. Journalism is... Uh a place where you can meet a lot of people and obviously if you'd like to write then that's for you and I love writing but I will say I don't want to like settle down in a journalism position and this is going to sound really selfish but I mean you don't make any money as a journalist like if you're a best-selling columnist for the New York Times like your salary is still probably not much greater than like a high school teacher um, which is crazy to think about but um if you love writing and you're passionate about it, then the money shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. So, so you just you you spoke about this convention that you guys just got back from. So, what was that like? It was massive. First of all, mm-hmm. um, there was tons of media college students uh, from universities all over the United States, and it was a great place to not only meet other media students, but to make connections with people who are in communications jobs and media jobs, like Mm -hmm. again, throughout the United States. Um, I attended a lot of different sessions. I tried to keep every session that I attended. I tried to like keep it versatile and not really like hone in on, let's say journalism specifically. So I went to like some journalism ones. I went to some sports communications ones. I went to a few, internship sessions about like postgraduate um internships and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um but it was very interesting i learned a lot and again like i got slapped in the face with reality like people who are doing this day to day the the jobs that i want to get when i graduate talking about like you know how they got where they are and stuff like that it really was um it was enlightening it was it kind of woke me up a little bit okay so i know you talk about what's next um and are there any job offers right now or are you still just playing it day by day so i have three internships that i'm looking into okay one of which i've applied to it's for the ncaa Mm -hmm. um i would have to go it's postgraduate so as soon as i graduate um that summer i would move if i get the internship i'd have to move to indianapolis oh yeah ncaa headquarters yes yeah and it's specifically for like communication students the one that I applied for but they've got Mm -hmm. tons of other openings for like PR and stuff like that um and then another internship that I actually found out at the convention was one for an organization called Carry the Load okay and basically Carry the Load um commemorates families who have lost family members in like that are first responders or who are veterans um and they do walks and marches, and I think it's a really cool thing to be a part of. And basically, I would be doing a number of things communication-wise, like mm-hmm. 
talking to people firsthand face to face but also like writing and maybe even expanding on my like video and audio skills and like creating, so a little bit of everything creating some promotional okay. things for them um but i would also be living on a bus oh <laughs> so, wow yeah for like a month um so but, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of traveling goes oh, in with yeah. that one okay they take you they have routes and they take you to tons of different cities and tons of different states and you pretty much spend like a day in each one and then you do the walks or the marches and you mm -hmm. talk to people and hear their stories and then you hop back on the bus and you go to the next city and you do the same thing and yeah. they said sometimes you know you'll just be sitting out there waiting for people to show up and other times you'll get off the bus and there will be a thousand people mm -hmm. um, waiting to march so or walk okay yeah so it I'm, seemed interesting to me right and the message obviously is it was very touching to hear mm -hmm. people who have done the internship talk about their experiences. I would like testimonials and stuff like that. Absolutely. That's cool. So what's the third one? The third one is for the Olympics. Doubt I'll get it. That's okay. why I'm mentioning it last. Um, it's basically just a media intern. Um, I applied and it would be like, I could do it remotely or I could choose to go to a location that they assigned me to, but mm -hmm. it's basically all media. I would just show up and do what they told me to do. Okay. Um, so yeah, I haven't heard anything back from that one, but we'll see where that leads. Cause sure. obviously the Olympics would be like probably dream job in oh, the yeah. future. I know you've talked about it previously in uh, one of the classes we have together in sports marketing. So mm -hmm. that's, that would, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Obviously, the Olympics, that's a big deal. I'm very, very interested in the Olympics. My family is big into the Olympics. Mm -hmm. uh, my grandfather, he worked for Samsung, and then eventually, like, he ended up doing all of the coordinating and planning for the Olympic Village, which is where all the athletes come right. together, and there's lots of events and, you know, concerts and stuff like that to keep the athletes entertained. But, I mean, he worked in the Atlanta Games in 96. He was actually there... Uh, when the bombing happened, he was in Centennial Park, which is crazy. Um, yeah. He did the Salt Lake City Games, uh, Beijing, uh, Sydney, Australia. I mean, tons of stuff like that. So it would be cool to, like, follow in his footsteps and yeah. do something with the Olympics. That'd be awesome. And, I mean, best of luck to you. I hope that's something that comes back and you get accepted for it. I think that'd be really cool. But, I mean, obviously you got three things to choose from, and, I mean, you'll – you'll hear back and see what goes on. Cause I mean, those are three great opportunities. I if, mean, if you want to travel, I mean, option number two, if you want to go work for the NCAA, which is a hell of an opportunity, then that's option number one. And then option number three is the dream scenario. So, I mean, you got it made is what it seems like. I mean, <laughs> if I get any of them, but if all three fall through, let's cross our fingers that that does not happen. But mm -hmm. if I don't hear back from any of them, then I'm going to go ahead and uh, get get my master's degree. I'm just okay. going to go back to school if, if they all three fall through. Because those are – if I don't get any of those, honestly, I don't see myself being anywhere else than with those three companies, the NCAA, sure. Carry the Load, or the Olympics, okay. um, which might be closed-minded or even sound a little bit lazy. But, I mean, I that's where I want to be. So, okay. And if getting my master's and – Getting more experience under my belt will help me look more appealing and mm -hmm. make me more applicable, I guess, for the job, then that's what it's going to be. Hey, at least you're 
you got your mind made up and you'll do what it takes. And I think that's something that a lot of people can take note of. So I think, I think you got a, I think you got a good idea, a good mindset. Still just rolling with the punches though. Yeah. You and me both. We'll see what happens (laughs) day by day, baby. Yep. So (laughs) when we talk about internships, are there any opportunities that you've had since you've been here? Like in the mass communications and the sports communications department at Piedmont, have you had any unique opportunities outside of athletics? Absolutely. Um, last Christmas, I got a job as a reporter at my local newspaper. Awesome. And I, it was a internship, quote unquote, but I pretty much was just a freelancer mm-hmm. for the paper. Um, and I wrote news stories, opinion pieces, awesome. sports stories. Got a little bit of everything, again, with the versatility and making yourself well-rounded in your Mm -hmm. skills. Um, So it was huge, and I really enjoyed it. And, again, I've got a pretty strong passion for writing, so Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like work to me, which is, like, the best part of it all. So Awesome. Um, So, obviously, Piedmont's conditioned you for that position because we do a lot of writing in in this department. So. I mean, what was what was that like being on your own and being able to put out whatever you wanted to put out and you weren't limited to a prompt or a specific assignment? So what was that like? So it it was a lot of fun honestly, but I will say um I I was not limited at all to what I could write about. Mm-hmm. Uh my my boss his name's Gabe Stovall. He's the editor and publisher of the paper of the Covington News. Mm -hmm. Um, He would tell me all the time, he would say, if you want to write an opinion piece or if you want to go chase this sports story, you know, just have it on my desk when you're done. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did get a lot of freedom with what I could write about, which was awesome because, you know, here they tell you what to write about. Exactly. There's room to include your opinion, sure. But um, it was different because my work was being published and it was being put out to the public and people right. who were outside of my family and friends were reading it um, and seeing my name at the bottom, mm-hmm. which was a really cool feeling. And I would go, and it was really difficult actually, but I would try to go and get like the print, the paper print of the newspaper. And it was so hard to find. Like I had to go really? all around town trying to find a newspaper. Interesting. So, yeah. But all my articles went online on the website. So I'm guessing that's where like majority of their audience goes to get the news, but I'm sure a good bit does. Yeah, I I still managed to get the print, but I'll tell you, it took a hunt. It took a search and hunt, for (laughs) sure. That's pretty funny, because when I think of the news and the press, I think of it as readily available news, right? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, now you can attest to it. It's hard to find. Do you think the newspaper's dying? Do you think print is dead? No, I don't think so. My My family, we get the Sunday paper every single week. We get the, there's the Marietta Daily Journal which is like the local one. And then we get the Atlanta Journal Constitution, which is like the, I guess the Metro Atlanta one, right? So, I mean, we get it every week, my grandparents included. And I mean, my dad reads the paper. Do you read it? At times, yeah. Really? If my dad's like, hey, look at this. And it's like in the sports section or something, he'll leave it laid out on the island in the kitchen and I'll read it when I have a chance. Do you know anyone our age who probably does that, who reads the newspaper at all. I'm sure there's some people. I'm sure some people's parents are still, like, subscribers to the newspaper. They get the paper whenever it's in, and I still think some people read it. I mean, obviously, I think the older generation, sure, are fueling that, but I consume a lot of my media online, 
as most of us do right. who are in college. So, I, I mean, it's definitely interesting to look at. But, I mean, now that you're saying some of these local newspapers, it's hard to find. That means that people are still reading the paper. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is cool. They were out there, but... Yeah. I mean, if it was hard to find, then that means people were taking them. <laughs> so um, we're going to transition back to athletics. And I have to ask you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. What is your favorite Piedmont sports memory from your team and from another team on campus? Okay, let's see. Hmm... My favorite memory from tennis is probably the Orlando trip. Um, oh, yeah. Or when we won the USA South, honestly. That was just humongous. Mm-hmm. Um, we really had to battle. Um, we had to beat – we had to be Averett in the finals, but in the semifinals we had to beat Methodist University. Mm-hmm. And they were one of our toughest competitors in the USA South when we were still in that conference. And when we played them in the semis – we went down 04 in like an hour. Mm-hmm. And so it was like completely out of reach at that point unless we won every single other match that was on the court. And so finally my teammates uh fought back and it was 3-4 and I was the last match on court and everyone who was there was mm-hmm. watching me play and it was terrifying. I was so nervous. Literally Every single eyeball in that entire place was on me. Yeah. And it was so loud. The energy was completely electric. And, I, you know, tennis is not a loud sport. Yeah. Um, it's very quiet and kind of mellow. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it just it, – it really it felt like a football game, to be honest. That's awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. And then we beat Methodist in the semis and then went on to beat Averett or Averett. Averett, yeah. Averett mm-hmm. uh, in the finals. And it was huge. It was huge. We – we celebrated very hard, and our rings were beautiful, and that was the first time that Piedmont Women's Tennis had won a conference championship. Wow. Um, so, yeah. How about that? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, now you're a two-time champion. <laughs> and then we went back-to-back. So. Yeah, and hopefully another. Yeah, hopefully. So, I know you've mentioned it before, but the USA South doesn't compare to the CCS, like competition-wise? I'm not going to lie, no, not at all. Okay, well, at least you know it. Yeah, I mean, we – are not only picked to win and favored to win again this year in the mm-hmm. CCS, like we are picked by a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like unanimous pretty much. Yeah. Like okay. if we don't win, it'd be very embarrassing. Okay. Um, not to say anything about any of the other schools competing against us because like Covenant mm-hmm. is a great competitor that right. we're going to have to face. Um, probably our biggest threat. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's just a completely different, level of competition if i'm being honest from the usa south okay well i mean that it it has its ups and downs i'm sure absolutely i mean you i know that coach martin he puts in the schedule he makes sure y'all face competition throughout the year so i mean it definitely prepares you 100 percent, yeah um what about from a different team my favorite memory from a different team was probably Last year when women's soccer went into PKs, mm-hmm. um, I was not at the game, but I was at a friend's house in Athens, Georgia, and we were live streaming the game. And there were tons of people at the house, people who went to Piedmont, people who didn't go to Piedmont, people who didn't go to school anywhere. Just mm-hmm. the house was packed. And um, there was a Georgia game that day, and it was in the first quarter, but 
or maybe it hadn't started quite yet, but instead of putting the game on or the pregame on, we were streaming Piedmont women's soccer. Wow. And when they ended up closing it mm-hmm. and winning, um, I mean, the entire house just erupted. Like, people who had never heard of Piedmont were screaming and cheering. Like, everyone, That's awesome. everyone was locked in on yeah. the TV, and then it was like... It was a big win for everybody, uh, which was really cool. Yeah, and that's that's been a recurring theme on this uh, series is a lot of people have mentioned that CCS championship from last year. Mm. When it, I mean, it was played at our house. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of people seem to forget that, but a lot of people have the same memory of a different team other than their own of women's soccer winning the championship. So, I mean, you picked the right – I think you picked the right one. I just think it was so special because we were – you know, we were an hour away. Like, mm-hmm. did it happen at home? Yes. But were any of us there? No. But did we go out of our way to stream it and mm-hmm. make sure that we didn't miss a single shot, you know? Yeah. It just goes to show the culture and everything that we have here. Like, people really do care about the sports and oh, yeah. each other specifically. You know, I mean, I'm sure – at least half the people in that room had a friend on the team um, mm-hmm. who went to Piedmont or knew of Piedmont, obviously. Yeah, but sure. And I, I, I'm in the same position from last year. I, I wasn't even here, and I streamed the whole thing. And Did we you really? Were, yeah, we were out and about, and we watched the whole game. Did everybody flip out when they won? Well, it was just me and one other person watching it. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, it is what it is. But we'll we'll transition back slowly to to the focal point. So – I'm doing all of my research on Division three athletes, student athletes, and the possible stigmas and stereotypes surrounding Division three athletes. So when I think of this, I think of the different student athletes that always have that bad rap, right? And athletes in general, like NCAA athletes in general, oh, they don't go to class. Oh, they only care about athletics. And that's what I really wanted to focus on for my research and to prove that student athletes are more than just athletes. So, do you think that some stereotypes and stigmas exist surrounding Division three athletes? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, one, one big one is uh, obviously. I mean, you've got Division one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. We're last, so we must be the worst. You mm-hmm. know, we must suck. Um, and then another one, like you were saying about going to class and stuff like that, and you know, your GPA and student comes before athlete um that's what our coach says all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) he says student always comes before athlete you're a student athlete not an athlete student or an athletic student um yeah I do think there's stereotypes for sure okay well that that helps a lot AG I think that's all the time we have all right well I I appreciate you being on the show. Tune in next Friday at 6 p.m. and you'll hear from baseball senior relief pitcher Nathan Boyce. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kill the Lights, More Than an Athlete. This 12-episode podcast series features comments from 12 different Piedmont University athletes about their plans after college. New episodes are posted every Friday evening at 6 p.m. wherever you get your podcast.